Hello there, welcome back to the Showing Up To Your Life podcast and YouTube channel. My name is Art Burns and I'm excited to be here with you today to, to share with you some tips and techniques and some most of all practices that can help you to live with presence, with acceptance, with compassion and with curiosity as you, as you attend to each unfolding moment of your experience. Because doing this is very clear through much research and, and, uh, and experience for many, many people, myself included, that, that showing up to our lives with these qualities, right? Being present with what we're doing, you know, presence, you know, there's so, so much uh, information out there, so much research out there has shown that, that the more we are present, the happier we are. It's that simple. You know, these things are, are contributing to our well-being. So, so if you can meet each moment with a level of presence, with accepting the moment for what it actually is, right? Not, not without any of version or without any clinging to what we think it should be or, or the thing that we don't want it to be, but just simply accepting it for what it is, right? And we can approach each moment with a level of compassion and curiosity in our hearts and our minds. Well, folks, if you're doing all four of those things, then my my feeling is that you're going to be in a pretty good place. You're going to be feeling pretty happy. You're going to be feeling pretty fulfilled. You're going to be feeling pretty resilient and, and pretty ready for everything that you need to, to handle in life, right? And so so what I talk about here in this podcast, as many of you already know, is, is how to do this, right? The, the ways in which we can train ourselves to be present, to be accepting of our, of our present situation. Not that we don't want to change it. Not that we don't want to improve, not that we don't want to excel in things and, 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 and you know, reach goals and all that. There's nothing wrong with that. And there's no, there's no uh, antithetical relationship here between being present and, and accepting and also reaching your goals, okay? And so, so, so when we can do that, though, but, but the, the key, though, is to be accepting, which allows us to change the situations, right? When, we, when we're not willing to accept what it is that is in front of us, then we can't hope to change it, right? So that's the whole thing, right? And of course, the compassion and the curiosity, you know, those things will allow us to be you know, to, to, to see the good in other people, to, to see the good in ourselves, and, and also to, to open ourselves up to, to everything that might come into our, our lives, every way in which life might reach out to us to interact with us, okay? These are really, these kind of mirror the four constituents of well-being, right? Of, of resilience, of, uh, of outlook, meaning positive outlook, um, the attention, right? Being able to focus your attention and generosity. You know, it's all reflected in what I'm talking about here. So, so, so what I do here is I bring you these tools and these techniques to do these things, to become this. Because the problem is that most of us, right? For, for many different reasons, but among them, certainly the way society pushes us to, you know, society doesn't really push us to be present, right? Or to be accepting of who we are or what's going on with our, our lives. It does not promote us to be uh, curious about things and it does not promote us to be compassionate, right? You know, when we're looking at advertising, we're seeing a lot of competitiveness, we're seeing a lot of, um, you know, look what you don't have and what you should have and all that kind of stuff. And so, so my point is, that, that our whole lives are spent unwittingly practicing the exact opposite of the things that are going to make us well. And, and it's no wonder then that, that society is all drugged up and, and all kinds of maladaptive coping mechanisms of overeating, over drinking, overworking, over 
spending, overdoing everything, right? In addition to things like uh, Prozac and Zoloft and all the different, you know, medications that people are taking. Now, I'm not here saying that the medications are not useful and that they're not helpful for people. I think that a lot of people do get a lot of help out of certain medications, and I applaud that. Right, but I applaud it in the sense that it, it gives people the opportunity to get to a place where they can then work on themselves to, to relieve the cause of the need of those of those medications, right? And that's again what we're talking about here, right? That if you are well, if you are cultivating a sense of well-being through those four constituents that I just mentioned, well, then generally speaking, you're not going to need any of those medications. You're not going to need to be a workaholic or an alcoholic or a, or a recreational drug user or uh, or an overeater or any of that stuff, right? Those those issues and those you know um, societal problems stem from an unwellness, and unfortunately, most of us in society, society at large, is not very well. And so that's what I'm doing here every day to try to give you the tips and techniques to be well so that one person at a time we can make society well and that's my mission and that's what i'm doing here and, and i'm so happy that i have so many people every day you know tuning in and watching these videos it means the world to me that i'm getting that kind of help out to all of you and i i want to thank you for being here i want to thank you for supporting me all of you who support me via patreon um and all of you who who leave such wonderful comments and such wonderful emails that I get from people. I just want you to know that I am so grateful for all of you, okay? Now, one of the ways in which society kind of pushes us away from this idea of presence and acceptance and curiosity and, and openness and, and, and compassion, right, is through our work, right? Most of our work, you know, is, is you know, is built around this idea of, of future pacing, right? Like, like we're always planning for the future, right? We're always, um, you know, if we, we're doing a project, right? That project has a deadline, right? The, the, you know, the deadline, just think of that word alone, right? Like, oh my gosh, we're all gonna die. You know, it's not like that. Uh, but anyway, you know, we're, we're, we're all, you know, that's the way our minds are trained to work. And again, unwittingly, that's how we've trained ourselves because we've been practicing that every single day since we were, you know, 20 something years old, right? Graduating college and all of a sudden thrown into this, this work life that, you know, that again requires us to kind of look to the future always, right? That's what we do. And, and we do that as parents, right? As parents, we're constantly thinking about, okay, so what, what do we have to do? Where do we have to be tomorrow? Where do I have to be in two hours from now? What, you know, what time do my kids get out of daycare? What is, you know, um, and then we're thinking about, of course, um, uh, you know, milestones of development, right? Like, oh my gosh, my child is, you know, four years old and they're not doing this kind of math yet or whatever it is. I think four years old is probably a little young for real math. But, you know, but I think you get my point, right? That we're constantly striving and constantly looking for this future thing that is going to happen or that needs to happen in order for us to have happiness, right? The problem then as I've talked about here a lot, is that when we base our happiness on these things that are going to happen in the future, it never really works out that way, right? We get to that point, we realize that 
that's not what's making us happy. That, that wasn't it, right? Like, like that, we're still not happy. And the reason for that is that we're not happy because we're not well. Because it's not about achieving and attaining that goal or that thing, that job, that, that promotion, that car, that house. It's not that thing that is going to make us well, right? And it's not that thing that's going to make us happy. Happiness arises from wellness, right? And so it's, it's, it's becoming well and becoming healed that is what is going to truly make us happy. And, and becoming well is about what is happening in this moment right here, right now. Right. And that, again, you know, if we want to go through the four constituents again, this is this is told to us by psychologists and neuroscientists alike. Right. That the four constituents of well-being, meaning if you're doing these four things well, then you are pretty or, or you're doing these four things consistently, then you are going to be well. You're going to be physically, mentally and emotionally well, all things considered. Right. Obviously, you know, we control for certain genetic factors and illnesses and stuff like that that are beyond the scope of this. But generally speaking, 99% of the people out there, you know, if we, if we do these four things, if we have resilience, meaning being able to recenter ourselves after, you know, being triggered in whatever way, we have a, a, a positive outlook on, on you know, the, the potential of positive outlook of, of other people, of situations, of ourselves. We have the ability to focus our attention on what it is that we're doing as we're doing it, and we have some altruism and generosity in our hearts and in our intention. Well, then those four things, if you have all four of those things, then guess what? You're going to be happy because you're going to be well. And that's really, you know, when you feel good, that's when happiness arises, right? And when you are healthy, that's when that's when happiness arises. So, so it's not about, you know, getting the car or getting the job or getting the boat or whatever it is, getting the gadget. You know, those things are those things do offer hell, do, do offer happiness, but it's a temporary happiness. It's a fleeting happiness. So if you want true happiness, that's what we're talking about here in this podcast. So you're in the right place if that's what you're looking for. So today I want to talk about a, a deep societal habit that we have, okay, where it comes to our work, okay? Um, and again, this can be parents too, this can be just about anything, right? That, that, you know, again, getting back to that idea that we have this tendency to kind of, you know, think about the future, like what it is that I have to do next, right? Whether we're attaching our happiness to it or just kind of considering it as something like, okay, this is my responsibility, my, my obligation, this is just what I have to do, right? we have this tendency to be looking at, okay, what's next, what's next, what's next, what's next, right? And when we're doing that, right, we're taking away from those four constituents, right? Because we're not, you know, uh, first of all, our attention is not right here, it's it's out there, right? We're, we're not gonna be able to, you know, be resilient because we're, we're not really focused on the moment, right? Generally speaking, when we, when we look out at the, at the future and what needs to be done, we're going to see challenges involved with that. So we're not going to necessarily see the positive outlook of it, right? And that, that also applies to something that we all have in us called a negativity bias, right? Where we are more likely to look at our experiences as negative or, or the negative aspects of our experiences more what we're going to notice, right? And then, and then, of course, it's hard to be generous and altruistic if you're thinking about what I have to do, what do I have to do, what do I have to do, what do I have to do, right? So now here's the, here's the, the, the dilemma, here's the paradox, right? We need to plan, right? You can't live without planning, 
Like nobody can, right? You need to plan, you know, as a parent, you need to plan what you're gonna cook for dinner tonight because you need to make sure that you have the food in the refrigerator, right? Um, as a as a, a business person, you need to plan what's going to happen, um, you know, where you're gonna get your next client from or, or what the, you know, you need to, to produce something, right? So that requires planning, right? Um, even, um, you know, uh, when we're talking about uh, just, you know, just, just even, you know, just planning out like when we're gonna sleep and what we're gonna do. It all requires some level of, of planning that comes up, right? And so plan, and, and so that's where, it, again, it becomes paradoxical because, you know, we talk about mindfulness and we talk about being here in the present moment, right? And that seems antithetical to planning, right? Because if I'm here, then how can I be thinking about there, right? And, and of course, that's, that's a very understandable conundrum and dilemma for people, right? And so, so that's where I say, okay, so how can we then plan in a way that is mindful, okay? Because in essence, the planning itself is not what the problem is, right? That's not where the problems arise from, it is in the actual planning. Where the, uh, the problems arise is when I'm sitting here at my desk right now with something to do before me, right? There's something that I'm involved with that I need to do, or I want to do, or, or I get to do, whatever you want to call that, right? But if I'm sitting here with this thing that I'm, I'm doing, and now I'm thinking about well, what do I have to do next, right? Like, what do I have to do tonight? What do I have to do tomorrow? What has to happen next week, right? Like the, 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 the forecasting of that, right? If I'm allowing my mind to go there while I am here, that is where we have a problem. So therefore, the simple solution to this dilemma, this paradox, this, this seemingly contradictory, you know, uh, uh, logic that we're talking about here, right? If, you know, basically to restate it, how do I plan while also being present? Well, then what I tell you, the answer to that question is to plan with presence, okay? And another way that you could look at that is to plan intentionally, Okay, so, so, and that's, or, or you could also say consciously, right? Because what's happening when I'm sitting here at my desk and I'm trying to write this email that I have to write to someone, and I'm also thinking about, oh my gosh, I have this meeting coming up at four o'clock today. Um, you know, I'm trying to write this, this email and I'm thinking about the meeting at four o'clock and do I have everything I need to do there? And, and now what am I saying in this email? Where am I going? Now I'm not well in that moment. I am, I'm feeding my unwellness, right? I am, I am, doing those things which are going to take away from my well-being, right, in that moment, right? Now, this can happen not just while you're sitting at your desk, right? This can also happen while you're driving your car. This can happen while you're sitting there talking to your children. This can happen while you're at a lunch date. This can happen while you're uh, in the shower, while you're brushing teeth, while you're eating, while you're cooking, while you're cleaning, while you're doing what? On and on and on and on and on, right? That's the point, right? That there's so many opportunities, opportunities for our minds to drift off into that future place where we're worried about what we have to get done. Now, when I use that word worry, 
that should tr that should that trigger is a weird word, but that should cue something in your mind, right? Because what comes with worry? Stress comes with worry. Right, the minute that you feel that, oh my gosh, I'm not gonna be prepared for this thing at four o'clock, it's only 11 o'clock in the morning, right? <laughs> but I'm not gonna be prepared for this thing at four o'clock, all of a sudden I'm in the stress, right? Like, like that's how quickly it can happen, right? All of a sudden my heart is beating a little faster, my blood pressure is a little higher, I'm breathing a little uh, you know, quicker and shallow, and, and I'm sending all these you know, messages back up to my brain with my physical activity that, okay, yeah, something's wrong. We need to increase this cortisol and this adrenaline and, and keep it coming because something's wrong. My, my brain is scared about something, right? That's one of the reasons why we're not well when we're doing this sort of thing, right? When we're, when we're, our, our minds, our attention is, is all over the place, right? That's going to increase the level of stress, which is going to decrease the level of our well being, right? And now I would tell you, or I will posit that, that most of the time, the reason why we are so obsessed with this future thing that we have to do is because we have not taken the time to intentionally and consciously map out that which we have to do right and so so we're, we're all just winging it right in other words i mean a lot of people will make a list of to do for the next day you know at work right like okay i gotta send this email i gotta uh make that phone call i gotta fill out that form i gotta submit that that expense report that kind of stuff right like you have that stuff like you do a to-do list for the next day right but that's really only with work that we do that right and and most of the time you know or I shouldn't say most of the time, but many people don't even do that, right? And, and what happens is we just kind of get up in the morning and we just figure I'm just gonna handle it the same way I have every single day, okay? I'm just gonna wing it. I'm just gonna, you know, take what comes at me and I'm gonna, you know, just, just make it work somehow, right? And of course, yes, you have survived that way for a long time, but again, what you've done is you've practiced that way of approaching things. And unfortunately, again, that way of approaching things has very likely withdrawn from your well-being, okay? So when we're going to try to make ourselves more well, right, what we're going to do is we're going to change that aspect that that habit of ourselves we're going to create we're going to take that negative habit and we're going to turn it into a positive habit okay and this can be done in a matter of just a few weeks right generally speaking they say the experts on on habits will tell you that a habit gets formed in about eight weeks about th uh, actually actually about four weeks i'm sorry about 30 days right a little over 30 days so if you do the same thing every day for about 30 days that becomes a habit and when that habit happens, that's when it becomes automatic, right? That's something I talk about a lot here, right? So I'm gonna give you a little practice, and this is not really so much a mindfulness practice. I guess it's a, a way to mindfully, uh, it's a mindful to-do list, if you will, okay? Um, but a way to plan mindfully, right? And, and this is something that I would, I would suggest you do every single day, even Saturdays and Sundays, right, for about a month. Once that happens, once you get to that point, you know, the way the habit works, right, is that you have a cue, you have the habit, the, the process, the thing that becomes the habit, and then you have a, a reward, right? So what happens is if you pick a certain time every day to do this practice that I'm about to show you, 
you do the practice and then you're gonna start to feel better, right? You're gonna start to feel a little more organized. You're gonna start to feel a little bit more calm. You're gonna start to feel a little bit more, you know, capable of handling what's going on. As you start to feel that benefit, then that's where the habit forms, right? Because your body says, I like this, let's do this more. I don't care what you wanna do, Mr. and Mrs. Brain, I wanna do this because this feels good to me, right? And so, so here's the, the practice, okay? It's a very simple practice of creating a, 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 a to-do list, right? To plan out tomorrow, today. Now, here's the thing. You don't ever want to be so rigid that you, you create this plan that if that doesn't happen, then, then everything's screwed, right? Because remember, the positive outlook, right? We want to know that, that this is a framework for what we believe is how the next day is going to go, right? If it doesn't go that way, we're going to be open and, and resilient to, to the things that might, um, and flexible enough to change our plans as we go, okay? So that's a very important caveat that I want you to really embrace, okay? That this is a, this is a, a, a potential that we're talking about, right? Of, of a, of a to-do list, right? Because life is going to throw you curveballs, okay? You cannot plan out every single thing that happens because you're not in control of every single thing that happens. So it's very, very important as, as I'm going to tell you to create a to-do list that you do so with the understanding that you might have to be flexible. In fact, you most of the time will have to be flexible. Okay, and there are th and, and so we're going to do this to-do list in a certain way that it leaves a little room for that flexibility, right? Like things are gonna come up that have to be stuck into that list somewhere, right? And so if you create this list that like accounts for every single minute of your day, well then you're creating something too rigid and that, that rigidity is going to work, you know, that's gonna create more stress than it relieves, okay? So with that said, I'm going to uh, uh, recommend to you all, or I'm going to invite you to, to, to get into the habit of doing a to-do list, but we're gonna do it in a very specific way, okay? So what I like to do is, is in the evening, right, before the next day, right, what I do is I look at my calendar and I see, okay, you know, I've got, uh, I've got a client call at, you know, at 12 noon, I've got another one at 3 p.m., and I've got this thing that I have to do with my kids at, um, at say, 5 o'clock, you know, so, so that's the, that, those are the things that I, that's set, like, that's my calendar, that's all booked, right, like that, you know, they might change, you know, client could cancel at the last minute, that happens, um, you know, I might be running late for a meeting, that happens too, but generally speaking, those blocks are where I am already booked, so there's not much I can do about that, so now I'm going to build my to-do list around that, okay, so, Let's say I have a couple of phone calls I have to make. Okay, so I have this time in between 10 a.m. and, and 11.15, I'm gonna make these phone calls, right? Um, I have these emails that I have to send out, so I'm gonna do that in this slot, right? I'm gonna take this 45 minutes and create emails, right? And then, of course, I have to record my video and my podcast every day, so I'm gonna do that. It, it takes me roughly an hour to, to record this. I also do a short one for my social media platforms, and so so it takes me, pardon me, about an hour to record both videos and post them. Okay, so I know that's the case. So between, so, and I like to give myself a little extra time. So between uh, the, the, the client meeting that ends at one and the next one that starts at three, 
that's my time that I'm going to do my social media. Right now, of course, I have children too. So, okay, it takes me an hour to do my social media. So I'm going to do um, to do my podcast and all that. So I'm going to do that from from uh, from 1:45 to 2:45, right? And then from 12 o'clock or from 1 o'clock to 1:45, that's when I'm going to feed my kids their lunch. Right. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to block out my times. Now, here's the thing with time blocking. OK, what you want to do is you want to like if I say I'm going to do emails between, um, say, 1030 and 1115. Right. Like, like generally speaking with emails, you probably want to do two slots. So I will do I will do one at, at 1030 to 1115 and I'll do another one from, say, 415 to five o'clock. Right, and so those are the two times during the day that I'm going to do emails. Right, every other time of the day, I'm going to largely ignore my email box. Okay, I might I might take a glance and make sure there's not something urgent that needs to be done. Like you know, especially if you work in a corporate environment. I mean, you know, sometimes things are much more pressing. It can't wait until you know three or four hours. So so obviously you, you know again being flexible about it and, and knowing that like okay. Um, you know, like I might have to dip into my email outside of these two blocks, but generally speaking, I'm not, what I'm not going to do is I'm not going to allow my mind to just wander and say, huh, I wonder if anybody emailed me right now. You know, no, no, no. I'm going to do that during these two time blocks, right? And this is going to really help to focus your attention on the present task, right? Because my email's out off limits to a large degree, right? Because it's not during one of these two blocks, right? And that could be done for a lot of different things, okay? This could be done for your social media time, right? You could tell yourself that, okay, I'm going to give myself this half hour break to just surf Facebook just for fun, right? I'm going to do that right after my lunch and that's what I'm going to do. And that's great. Nothing wrong with doing that. The problem becomes when every time you feel like you're, you know, not super busy with something, you go to Facebook and then you waste like, or you spend 20 minutes in there and you didn't even realize like, oh my gosh, 20 minutes just went by. Now I'm late. Now I got to do this email. Now I got to, you know, see what I mean? So, so if you, if you book, if you block out that time, right, of say two o'clock to two thirty in the afternoon, that's my social media time. That's when I'm going on social media right? Meaning that is the time, which means that any other time is not what I'm going on on social media, right? So I recommend doing that every day, okay? Kind of mapping out your day a little bit, you know, with the, the task that you have to do, with the meetings that you have to go through, and, and all the different things that we talk about, right? And if you have any questions about this, if you want help of, of how to devise this, I am here for you, okay? I, I will be happy to go through this process with you so you understand it. But there's one more aspect to this, this process that I want to share with you. And this is really probably the most important one. Okay, the, like coming up with the framework again, it's all just a framework. And, and, and we all know that once we wake up in the morning and the day starts, this stuff could all be like, it could be a joke, right? Like it doesn't resemble at all what actually happens, right? And that's okay, right? The idea is two things, right? What we're doing is we're, we're training ourselves not to worry about what we have to do at four o'clock today because we've already got it planned, right? I've already got it written down over here. I don't have to think about it, right? Same way of time blocking. I don't have to think about going on social media or checking emails or something because that's not the time that we're in right now, right? The, right now is my time to focus on this. And so now I'm going to focus on this, okay? Now, 
there's one other aspect. This is very, very important. As you're doing this planning, right? So, so what I'd like to do is I like to write out each one of these things that I have to do, right? So I have this phone call I have to make to this person. I have this email that I have to send to this person. I have this video that I have to make. I have this call with the client, this meeting with the client, so on and so forth, right? So I write down each one of those. And then what I do, and now this is really important, right? Because this is where it becomes a, a practice of mindfulness, right? Because while you're making this list, you're very intentional and present with this list, right? You're not thinking about all kinds of other stuff. You're really present with this process, okay? So after I've made the list, what I want to do now is I want to go back and I want to review each of the things that I have to do. Okay, and what I want to do is I and, and you can actually write this down on your list, right? It's not absolutely necessary to write it down, but it is very, very helpful to consider most of the time what we do, right? When we look at a day like this, like we have it all planned out and we look at it again because of the negativity bias and because generally speaking, we practice a level of, of you know negative outlook, right? Remember, one of those four constituents of well-being is the ability to have a positive outlook on things, right? And so, so, but unfortunately, we're practicing the opposite most of our lives, right? And so what we tend to do is we tend to look at a list like that and say, oh my gosh, that looks so hard. And, and, and what if this goes wrong? What if that meeting runs late? What if I don't get to, to send that email on time? What happens if I, you know, we just start thinking about what's going to go wrong with this. Okay, so here's a second aspect to this practice that is going to help you to develop that second constituent of well-being, which is a positive outlook. So what I want you to do, or what I invite you to do, is as you're going through your list, after you've made the list and now you're reading through it, and, and yeah, if it seems too jumbled, this is a great time to say, okay, what can I take out of this? to make my day look a little bit more manageable, right? Like if, you, if you've done this, this list and all of a sudden you have every single minute accounted for for, for the whole day, then, then you know, being realistic and saying like, okay, that's not gonna happen that way. I know that's not gonna happen that way. So now would be a great time to, you know, to alter the list and say, okay, I gotta take this thing out. I gotta move that to the next day. It's just not possible to do all this tomorrow, right? Or figure it out, right? Like kind of, but, but address it now with intention and with consciousness. Don't wait until tomorrow and say, oh, now I'm pulling my hair out. I can't do it, right? And so that's the first step is to make sure that this, this schedule, this list makes sense for what you have to actually do tomorrow, right? And again, it's the must-dos versus the wanna-dos, right? And so you might have to take out some of those wanna-dos and just do the must-dos, right? But then really importantly, I want you to, I'm, I'm inviting you to go through your list and for each thing on that list, I want you to spend maybe 10 seconds, and again, you can write it down if you want to, but spend about 10 seconds imagining what could go right. Okay, you could do that for your whole list, and you could say, you know what, everything on this list could go exactly as I'm planning it right here. It might not, but it could, right? And so, so, but, but then go through each line item and say, okay, this conversation that I have to have on the phone, what could go right in this conversation? This email that I have to send, how could this go well, right? This, um, you know, this, this you know, kind of uh, client meeting, what could go right in my client meeting, right? And what you're doing here 
right, is not only are you practicing this ability to, to, to tap into a positive outlook, right, which again is one of the constituents of well-being, is a positive outlook, right, not only are you cultivating that through this process of saying what could go right, what can be, I be optimistic about here, right, what can be a positive out, outlook to all of this, but number two, maybe more importantly, you are, you are creating the, the understanding in your brain that something could go well, right? So by vision, and I'm going to get into this in another video in uh, two days from now, visualization, right? But, but when we visualize something going right, what we're doing is we're giving our brain something to work with because our brains work by association, right? And, and so if you're, if you're doing something for the first time ever, then your brain doesn't have any, you know, any kind of, it doesn't have anything to work with. It doesn't have any past record of saying, okay, I have done this before and I have succeeded, right? So therefore, and again, because of the way our brains are wired for survival, it's going to assume the worst case scenario. Right? So by taking a few minutes and really focusing on what could go right with each thing, you're actually setting yourself up for those things to actually go right. All right. And if you would like any more help on that, if you would like any more, uh, if you have questions or if you would like to understand more about how to do this process, I have a written instruction that I'd be happy to send you. Uh, I would also be happy to answer whatever questions you have. So all you got to do is reach out. Okay, you guys just send me an email, uh, reply down below, send me a direct message, whatever it is, okay? But get a hold of me so we can get in a conversation with you with you about this because this this practice alone can can really make a huge shift. And and again, it's not about the list and it's not about accomplishing the things on the list. What it is is about training yourself to be present to be, uh, to, to build resilience, to build, uh, to, to have a more positive outlook, to, to hold your attention, which is really the presence thing, and then to make room, and this is something else that if I was coaching you, I would say put something in your list, and I should have said this before, but put something in your list that is something that you're doing out of generosity. Right, like so, so really put it down there. Like at some point today, I am going to go, you know, and 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 bring the receptionist a cup of coffee or something like that. Right, like I'm going to go out of my way and do something kind for someone else. Put that in your list, right? Make it a to do because when you read that, you're gonna say, okay, yeah, I gotta do that. And the more you do that, right, the more you cultivate this, this positive outlook, the more you, you are attentive to your, your list, the more you, um, you, the more you, you build that, that generosity, that leaves only resilience, which is gonna come as a byproduct. And again, this alone is going to make you more well. All right, any questions, please hit me up. I know this was a long video. Thank you for bearing with me. And uh, I'll be back again tomorrow to talk about some more uh, groovy mindful, mindfulness uh, uh, techniques and, uh, and um, you know, principles and philosophies and so on and so forth. And I'm really excited to share with you tomorrow. So please make sure you uh, do all the YouTube things and do all the podcast things, okay, on the podcast. Uh, rate and review on the YouTube. Please um, uh, like, subscribe, uh, share, 
share, comment, do all the YouTube things and the podcast things because it helps to elevate us in the algorithms and I get in front of more people and that means that more people benefit from this work that I put out every day. All right, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. I wish you well. I'll be back again tomorrow. Take care, everybody.